I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Let us humbly confess our sins unto Almighty God. Almighty and most merciful Father, we have erred and strayed from thy ways like lost sheep. We have followed too much the devices and desires of our own hearts. We have offended against thy holy laws. We have left undone those things which we ought to have done, and we have done those things which we ought not to have done. And there is no health in us, but thou, O Lord, have mercy upon us miserable offenders. Spare thou those, O God, who confess their faults. Restore thou those who are penitent, according to thy promises declared unto mankind, in Christ Jesus our Lord. And grant, O most merciful Father, for his sake, that we may hereafter live a godly, righteous, and sober life, to the glory of thy holy name. Amen. The Almighty and merciful Lord grant you absolution and remission of all your sins, true repentance, amendment of life, and the grace and consolation of his Holy Spirit. Amen. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, open thou our lips. And our mouth shall show forth thy praise. Praise ye the Lord. The Lord's name be praised. Psalms 42 and 43, beginning on the bottom of page 392. Like as the heart desireth the water brooks, so longeth my soul after thee, O God. My soul is a thirst for God, yea, even for the living God. When what shall I come to appear before the presence of God? My tears have been my meat day and night, while they daily say unto me, Where is now thy God? Now when I think thereupon, I pour out my heart by myself. For I went with the multitude, and brought them forth into the house of God. In the voice of praise and thanksgiving among such as keep holy day. Why art thou so full of heaviness, O my soul? And why art thou so disquieted within me? O put thy trust in God, for I will yet thank him, which is the help of my countenance and my God. My soul is vexed within me, therefore will I remember thee from the land of Jordan, from Hermon and the little hill. One deep calleth another because of the noise of thy water floods. All thy waves and storms are gone over me. The Lord will grant his loving kindness in the daytime, and in the night season will I sing of him and make my prayer unto God of my life. I will say unto the God of my strength, Why hast thou forgotten me? Why go I thus heavily, while the enemy oppresseth me? My bones are smitten asunder as with a sword, while mine enemies that trouble me cast me in the teeth. Namely, while they say daily unto me, Where is now thy God? Why art thou so vexed, O my soul? And why art thou so disquieted within me? O put thy trust in God, for I will yet thank him, which is the help of my countenance and my God. Give sentence with me, O God, and defend my cause against the ungodly people. O deliver me from thy deceitful and wicked man. For thou art the God of my strength, why hast thou put me from thee? 
Why go I so heavily while the enemy oppresseth me? O send out thy light and thy truth, that they may lead me, and bring me into the holy hill and to thy dwelling. And that I may go unto the altar of God, even unto the God of my joy and gladness. And upon the harp will I give thanks unto thee, O God, my God. Why art thou so heavy, O my soul, and why art thou so disquieted within me? O put thy trust in God, for I will yet give him thanks, which is the help of my countenance and my God. Here beginneth the book of Lamentations. How lonely sits the city that was full of people! How like a widow is she, who was great among the nations! The princess among the provinces has become a slave. She weeps bitterly in the night, her tears are on her cheeks. Among all her lovers she has none to comfort her. All her friends have dealt treacherously with her. They have become her enemies. Judah has gone into captivity, under affliction and hard servitude. She dwells among the nations. She finds no rest. All her persecutors overtake her in dire straits. The roads to Zion mourn because no one comes to the set feasts. All her gates are desolate. Her priests sigh, her virgins are afflicted, and she is in bitterness. Her adversaries have become the master, her enemies prosper, for the Lord has afflicted her because of the multitude of her transgressions. Her children have gone into captivity before the enemy. And from the daughter of Zion all her splendor has departed. Her princes have become like deer, that find no pasture, that flee without strength before the pursuer. In the days of her affliction and roaming, Jerusalem remembers all her pleasant things that she had in the days of old, when her people fell into the hand of the enemy. With no one to help her, the adversaries saw her and mocked at her downfall. Jerusalem has sinned gravely, Therefore she has become vile. All who honored her despise her, because they have seen her nakedness. Yes, she sighs and turns away. Her uncleanness is in her skirts. She no, did not consider her destiny. Therefore her collapse was awesome. She had no comforter. O Lord, behold my affliction, for the enemy is exalted. The adversary has spread his hand over all her pleasant things, for she has seen the nations enter her sanctuary, those whom you commanded not to enter your assembly. All her people sigh. They seek bread. They have given their valuables for food to restore life. See, O Lord, and consider, for I am scorned. Is it nothing to you all who pass you who pass by? Behold and see if there is any sorrow like my sorrow, which has been brought on me, which the Lord has inflicted <clears throat> in the day of his fierce anger. <coughs> From above he has sent fire into my bones and it overpowered them. 
He has spread a net for my feet and turned me back. He has made me desolate and faint all the day. The yoke of my transgressions was bound. They were woven together by his hands and thrust upon my neck. He made my strength fail. The Lord delivered me into the hands of those whom I am not able to withstand. The Lord has trampled underfoot all my mighty men in my midst. He has called an assembly against me to crush my young men. The Lord has trampled as in a winepress the virgin daughter of Judah. For these things I weep. My eye, my eye overflows with water because the comforter who should restore my life is far from me. My children are desolate because the enemy prevailed. Zion spreads out her hands, but no one comforts her. The Lord has commanded concerning Jacob that those around him become his adversaries. Jerusalem has become an unclean thing among them. The Lord is righteous, for I rebelled against his commandment. Hear now, all peoples, and bestow, behold my sorrow. My virgins and my young men have gone into captivity. I called for my lovers, but they deceived me. My priests and my elders breathed their last in the city, while they sought food to restore their life. See, O Lord, that I am in distress. My soul is troubled, my heart is overturned within me, for I have been very rebellious. Outside the sword bereaves, at home it is like death. They have heard that I sigh, but no one comforts me. All my enemies have heard of my trouble. They are glad that you have done it. Bring on the day you have announced, that they may become like me. Let all their wickedness come before you, and do to them as you have done to me for all my transgressions. For my sighs are many, and my heart is faint. Here endeth the first lesson. My soul doth magnify the Lord, and my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior. For he hath regarded the lowliness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath magnified me, and holy is his name, and his mercies on them that fear him throughout all generations. He has showed strength with his arm. He has scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. He hath put down the mighty from their seat, and hath exalted the humble and meek. He hath filled the hungry with good things, and the rich he has sent empty away. He remembering his mercy a hope in his servant Israel, as he promised to our forefathers, Abraham and his seed forever. Here beginneth the 15th verse of the 14th chapter of the Gospel according to St. John. If you love me, keep my commandments, and I will pray the Father, and he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever, the Spirit of truth, whom the world cannot receive, because it neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him, for he dwells with you, and will be in you. I will not leave you orphans. I will come to you. A little while longer, 
and the world will see me no more, but you will see me. Because I live, you will live also. At that day, you will know that I am in my Father, and you in me, and I in you. He who has my commandments and keeps them, it is he who loves me. And he who loves me will be loved by my Father, and I will love him and manifest myself to him. Judas, not Iscariot, said to him, Lord, how is it that you will manifest yourself to us and not to the world? Jesus answered and said to him, If anyone loves me, he will keep my word, and my Father will love him, and we will come to him and make our home with him. He who does not love me does not keep my words, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's who sent me. These things I have spoken to you while being present with you. But the Helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all things that I said to you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. You have heard me say to you, I am going away and coming back to you. If you loved me, you would rejoice because I said, I am going to the Father, for my Father is greater than I. And now I have told you before it comes, that when it does come to pass, you may believe. I will no longer talk much with you, for the ruler of this world is coming, and he has nothing in me but that the world may know that I love the Father, and as the Father gave me commandment, so I do. Arise, let us go from here. Here endeth the second lesson. Lord, now lettest thou thy servant depart in peace according to thy word. For mine eyes have seen thy salvation, which thou hast prepared before the face of all people to be a light to light the Gentiles, and to be the glory of thy people Israel. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven, and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. The Lord be with you. And with thy spirit. Let us pray. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us and grant us thy salvation. O Lord, save the state. And mercifully hear us when we call upon thee. And do thy ministers with righteousness. And make thy chosen people joyful. O Lord, save thy people. And bless thine inheritance. Give peace in our time, O Lord. For it is thou, Lord, only that makest us dwell in safety. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. 
Almighty God, whose most dear Son went not up to joy, but first he suffered pain, and entered not into glory before he was crucified. Mercifully grant that we, walking in the way of the cross, may find it none other than the way of life and peace. Through the same thy Son, Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Almighty and everlasting God, who of thy tender love towards mankind has sent thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ, to take upon him our flesh, and to suffer death upon the cross that all mankind should follow the example of his great humility. Mercifully grant that we may both follow the example of his patience and also be made partakers of his resurrection. Through the same Jesus Christ, our Lord. Amen. O God, from whom all holy desires, all good counsels, and all just works do proceed, give unto thy servants that peace which the world cannot give, that our hearts may be set to obey thy commandments, and also that by thee, we, being defended from the fear of our enemies, may pass our time in rest and quietness through the merits of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen. Lighten our darkness, we beseech thee, O Lord, and by thy great mercy defend us from all perils and dangers of this night. The love of thy only Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. Good evening, everyone. Just some quick thoughts about tonight's lessons. We begin tonight reading Lamentations. And Lamentations is a book, it's been traditionally ascribed to Jeremiah, but it's a series of poems. Each chapter is a different poem, lamenting the fall of Jerusalem and the, the carrying away of the nation into captivity in Babylon. And it has always been tradition of the church to read Lamentations during Holy Week. And there's a couple of things why it's apt at this time one is obviously the 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 events that lead up to jesus death on the cross seals the fate of jerusalem and the second temple which will be destroyed in the year 70 a.d and so we can see it this way that this this destruction of the first temple and these lamentations is a precursor to the the sad fall of Jerusalem because it does not recognize Jesus. But also, in a sense, Jesus himself is the new temple. And so we are lamenting the death of Jesus in, in the flesh on the cross. And so these is why these uh, readings are traditionally done during you know Holy Week. And then turning to our, our New Testament lesson, we have here Jesus telling the disciples about the coming of the Holy Spirit. And so we can see even as he is leading up and preparing for the death on the cross, there is wrapped up in that his resurrection and the the events of Pentecost when the church is gifted with the Holy Spirit. All of these things are connected and don't make sense without the other thing. The so it's instructive as we enter into this our our remembrance of the passion of Jesus' death on the cross. It does not exist in isolation. It is part and parcel with the whole history of mankind leading up to it, 
going all the way back to creation, man's fall, the setting apart of a special people by God, his covenant with them, Jesus' you know, birth and life, his death, his resurrection, and the gift of the Spirit and the birth of the church are all interconnected and ultimately only make sense as a whole and as a unity. Always focused on Christ himself. He is the center point. He is the the that moment when God enters into creation itself and transforms everything that happened before and everything that comes after. And so this this is interesting here because you know the disciples had a special relationship with Jesus, who were with him in the flesh, who saw him. And yet, until Pentecost, they lack something that we are given in our baptism, and that is the indwelling of the Holy Spirit in our lives, in our, us as, as persons. Because we, the, the third person of the Trinity is someone we can talk to and have a relationship with. We have a relationship with the Father through the Son, in the Spirit. And so that's important for us when we talk about what it means to have the Spirit, what it means to have the Spirit dwelling within us, what it means to be in the Spirit. All of this, these things are relational. It is, you know, if as often, what is often said that the love for that God the Father has for the Son and the Son has for the Father is itself the Holy Spirit working between them in love and manifesting as a person equal with the Father and the Son. And we have this gift of the Spirit so that everything that we do within the Spirit is always manifested in relationships with God through Jesus and with other people. So that when we the gift of the Spirit is not an individual thing. It is not just for me and for my own, you know, benefit. It is a thing that manifests itself and is active and, and a living, breathing thing only in relationship with, with God and with other people. And so this is always important that, that you know, the Holy Spirit is the comforter, is the advocate. He is, in a sense, interceding on our behalf to God the Father, pleading with him to, to fulfill all righteousness within ourselves and manifesting in our love for one another and for God. And so that means that whenever we come together in the Spirit, as a church, it is being manifested always. So when we do things like this in prayer, we are in the spirit. We are united together in Christ through the spirit. That is the thing that is connecting us and holding us together and sustaining us and comforting us. You know, 
we are all going through things. Some of us are having a great time, but some of us are going through struggles and, 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 and issues. And so it's those times that the, the, the spirit is comforting us and offering this thing that Jesus talks about peace. And what peace is, is not just the absence of conflict. It is not the, the mere absence of anger. It is a, what we experience when we are at rest, when we finally put the silence, the, the, our self-regard, our concerns for the things of this world, when we are truly at peace. And ultimately the world will not understand what this is. It can't have a part of it because it does not have the spirit in it in the way that we do. So just some thoughts about tonight's lessons. We'll continue with the intercession on the bottom of page 590. Accept, O Lord, our intercessions for all mankind. Let the light of thy gospel shine upon all nations. And may as many as have received it live as becomes it. Be gracious unto thy church, and grant that every member of the same in his vocation and ministry may serve thee faithfully. Bless all in authority over us, and so rule their hearts and strengthen their hands that they may punish wickedness and vice and maintain thy true religion and virtue. Send down thy blessings temporal and spiritual upon all our relations, friends, and neighbors. Reward all who have done us good and pardon all those who have done or wish us evil and give them repentance and better minds. Be merciful to all who are in any trouble. And do thou, the God of pity, administer to them according to their several necessities. For his sake who went about doing good, thy Son, our Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. The grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Ghost be with us all evermore. Amen. Thank you all for joining us tonight. Hope you have a great Monday and great uh, rest of Holy Week. Thank you, Father Thank John. You. Thank you. Good night, everybody. Thank you, Father John. Thank you.